This is a message that goes out to the Cincinnati Bengals and to whom who may concern. Dear Cincinnati Bengals, you guys have started off 0-2 once again, too, too many times. You have to get the ship right Monday, September 25th against the Los Angeles Rams. If not, your season is over. Sign anybody that cares and has a brain. Hello, everybody. I am Chase Yance of the Cut to the Chase Bengals Blitz. Um, it's been a rough two weeks to say for the Cincinnati Bengals to start the season. Um, you know, before I get in this whole deep dive and spiel of things, uh, you know, if you're watching this, like the video, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to us, make sure you add this video or uh, this audio as one of your favorites. Uh, subscribe to the Running Through the Jungle podcast network on the Fans for Sports Network. Whatever you may be doing, wherever you may be listening, wherever you may be watching, just, you know, give positive stuff on this, you know, obviously give your feedback and, and what you think about the Cincinnati Bengals, and we will definitely respond to it. Okay, so what are we going to be covering on this show? Um, specifically, why are the Bengals 0-2? Um, their upcoming opponent, the Los Angeles Rams. There's not really a whole lot I want to talk about, it's, you know, it's just very, very painful, and it's we're very, very used to it starting 0-2. So why the Bengals are 0-2? Well, this is a very broad answer. Um, we um, are, you know, unprepared. I, apparently, we didn't look at the schedule and see that we're playing two divisional opponents who play almost the identical way. The Browns love to take possessions away and run the football. That's what they did. The Ravens love to take possessions away and run the football. That's what they did. Deshaun Watson didn't look great against us in week one, but he did enough against, he did enough. And then Lamar Jackson looked like MVP Lamar Jackson in week two. We couldn't stop a thing. So what's the first key to this whole thing? You know, obviously I said, you know, unprepared and everything. And that goes on the coaching staff. I'll talk about the, the coaching staff in just a moment. But what's been a really big disappointment so far is this run defense. We are getting abused up front. Absolutely abused. DJ Reader's been playing, you know, well in spurts, but, he, you know, it hasn't been great. He just he can't do it himself. B.J. Hill, I haven't seen much of B.J. Hill other than a sack against the Browns. Uh, Sam Hubbard, uh, where's he at? Trey Hendrickson had a good game against the Browns at a sack but he's not really involved in the run game at all. Uh, the linebackers have made many tackles, but have they stuffed anybody? Have they had any tackles for a loss? What's going on? We're getting dominated off the ball. We The, the Browns and the Ravens have had some hard no. They, they have good offensive lines. I'll give them credit for that. But our front seven is supposed to be a strength of our team, and it has certainly not been that the first two games of the season. We have we don't or uh, you know have any push off the ball. We have there's been nothing. There has been literally nothing. Um, you know, obviously the defense has been more consistent than the offense the last two years. As crazy as it sounds, because the offense, you know, always goes through this where it's just a slow start and it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I'll talk about them in a second. It is very frustrating. Um, you know, our secondary is young. I understand that. DJ Turner getting a lot of playing time. Cam Taylor Britt, second year player. Uh, he's been okay. Um, Shudabe Wuzier coming off the ACL. He's been on a snap count. 
Uh, he got burnt for a touchdown. Nelson Aguilar uh, this past Sunday. Um, you know, Dax Hill's been playing pretty well so far. I'll give him a lot of credit. He's made some big tackles, had interception in week one. Uh, Nick Scott got hurt twice against the Ravens, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. And then Jordan Battle stepped in for a little bit and didn't really hear his name called, which isn't a bad thing, you know. So the defense is just – oh, and Mike Hilton um, has been terrible. Mike Hilton's been terrible the first two weeks. Um, he's been close on a lot of things, but just not close enough when it comes to making tackles or deflecting passes or anything like that. He's, uh, you know, he's he's been pretty bad, to say the least. But, you know, um, and I switch over to the offensive side of the ball. We obviously know the entire issue. Joe Burrow's calf. So think about this. This has been a nightmare scenario for the Bengals to start the season. When it came out, the schedule came out in May. We all looked at the Browns week one in Cleveland, where we have not won a game in Cleveland since 2017, when Andy Dalton and A.J. Green were still a duo. Um, then we play the Ravens week two, a home one, and we know the Ravens historically are a great September team. They're 2-0. and They're one of seven 2-0 teams in the NFL and one of two 2-0 teams in the AFC, which is why the Bengals should have some more hope because there's not a lot of teams that are 2-0 and in the conference. But another story. But, you know, looking at this, we're like, you can't go 0-2. You got to win one of those games. Win the home opener or come out and win, you know, the first game of the season. But you had to go 1-1. You had to put yourself in a position, you know, especially winning the home opener against the Ravens and going into Monday night football against a team that beat you in the Super Bowl, which we'll talk about uh, in a little bit. But, you know, you had to go into that one-on-one. You could not put yourself in a hole at 0-2. They did that. And not to mention, you know, saying, okay, Joe Burrow hasn't had a regular offseason yet. And he, you know, everybody's like, oh, it looks like he's about to have a regular offseason, which is what everybody was thinking. That's what I was thinking. You know, the entire world was thinking that. You know, get the news. He tweaks his calf and everybody was worried at first. It, you know, it thought it was something worse, but he sat out for a month, came back, thought everything was cool and everything's not cool. And Joe is. We don't know what's going to happen with Joe on Monday night. I'm going to the game Monday night. I paid to see Joe Burrow play. I paid to see. A healthy Joe Burrow play. We'll see what comes with that. But nonetheless, the offense, um, you know, started slow again. Week one, like the year before, really, it was a lot of Joe, just a lot of Joe Burrow week, week one of 2022, throwing picks and everything. But at least the offense wasn't moving the ball. You know what I'm saying? They're moving the ball down the field. Uh, we had like over 400 yards of offense. You couldn't ask for much more, even in a five turnover performance that Joe Burrow had. And then week two, it was, you know, in 2022, first half was rough. Second half, the offense got going and almost won the game, but it was too, too late. This year, absolutely horrid week one game. The offense couldn't do crap. Week two, the offense couldn't do crap in the first half. They had to get a, you know, special teams touchdown to get things going. And it did, but 
you know, we got things going in the second half, and it wasn't for a Joe Burrow interception to start the third quarter, we probably would have won that game. There's a chance we would, there's a great chance we would have won that game. And we'd be having a different conversation right now of being one and one. And if Burrow was hurt, we'd easily be saying, hey, sit out for a week. We'll see what happens. Now that's not the conversation. It's not that easy anymore. And there's so many things to, to balance and value because guess whose fault it is that the Cincinnati Bengals are 0 2? It's the Cincinnati Bengals' fault that they're 0 2. That's what happens when you start slow. You put yourself in an absolute blender of things to start the season off. And now you have these questions that you have to answer. And now you got to perform. And it pisses me off. It truly pisses me off that we do the same shit every year of just, you know, unpreparedness and, and play calling. Let me get into play calling real quick. I mean, Joe Mixon literally restructured his contract. You know, cut about $9 million off for the next two years to stay, to be a Super Bowl contender. And Joe Mixon's averaging four and a half to five yards a carry on the carries he actually gets. Last year, he averaged like 3.8. And that's, cons- that's also adding in the fact that he had a five-touchdown game against the Carolina Panthers. And the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs, he averaged five yards a carry at 100 yards and a touchdown. Big game there. But Joe Mixon, four and a half yards to carry to start the season. But we abandon it. Why do we abandon it? Because we get down early and often. We have not led for a single second this season. Zero. Zero minutes and zero seconds the Bengals have led. This is horrible. This is not good. Now, the offense did get going in the second half. I'll give them credit. But the urgency, the lack of urgency is what kills me. It absolutely kills me. Terrible. Oh, my gosh. It's terrible. No urgency on offense. That last drive that we had, we scored a touchdown with T. Higgins on, on third and goal. The play before Burrow tweaked his calf. And then, you know. Obviously, threw the touchdown and he limped over to the sideline, but painful. You should, I mean, I know it's week two, but damn it, that's why you play your starters a little bit in the preseason. I'm not saying that's the reason why we're in this situation, but you know, the coach has got to come in better prepared. The players got to come in better prepared. They got to, they got to come locked in. It's, there's not much more than, and that to say, it's two divisional games to start the season off. You know, you don't come out there, you're going to get punched in the mouth. And that's what the Bengals did. Got punched in the mouth. Alita Frazier, punched in the mouth. <laughs> Sitting back here as a fan and just watching an anemic offense doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's no creativity. There's no innovation. Watch Miami, for example, on Sunday Night Football. Mike McDaniel looks like an absolute scientist in in, in a uh, you know in a lab, a mastermind, mega mind. He's been brilliant. He's using Tyree Kill like a chess piece, moving him around every which way in motion. 
motions to the boundary, motions across the middle, everything. He's using him in so different, so many different motions that the defense is fearing one of the fastest, if not the fastest, he's the fastest player in the league, fearing the fastest player in the league before the ball is snapped. You have Jamar Chase, who's really fast and really good at football, yet he averages seven yards a catch this year. Ten catches for 70 yards. There's so many ways to get him involved, yet we don't do it. I'll say this. The play, the drive that killed us was the second down and about six in the red zone when Joe Burrow threw an interception to start the second half. It was a great concept looking back on film. It was a three-by-one set. Three receivers to the right, one receiver to the left. Joe Mixon to Burrow's left. You had on the outside Trenton Irwin running a five and in. You had on the inside of the trio, Tyler Boyd running a corner, occupied two defenders. T. Higgins ran a post. He started skinny, went up, and then tried to fill the void in a cover two. Burrow stared him down. This is terrible. Stared him down is the, is the first thing. And threw off his back foot's the second thing floated it had no power on it that thing was a rainbow and he threw a dot to the op and guess what on the backside, jamar chase absolutely cooked his man and to mention this is something that's not normal in cincinnati the protection was pretty good it's right there the offense started to cook it's right there. But I couldn't tell you. It is rough. Whoever plays quarterback Monday night, whoever is back there, if Joe Burrow's back there, I mean, Zach Taylor started to finally make adjustments in the second half. Believe it or not. But it's up to the players. It's up to them now. I mean, they they they've they're acting so calm about it, starting 0-2 against two divisional opponents after getting punched in the mouth. Acting so calm and cool about it. Well, damn it, have a pulse. Have a pulse when you play Monday night in front of a sellout crowd on national television in your all white helmets and jerseys and pants and socks and shoes. This is a team that that won the Super Bowl against you in their home stadium. Show them what playing at our home stadium looks like and kick their ass. You know what it starts with? We'll find out on the other side. Take a break here. And we're back. Who does it start with? It's collective unit. A game plan on offense. I think you got to win an ugly game against the Rams. You got to run the football. You got to try to break the dam. You're telling me run the football against Aaron Donald? What? Are you kidding me? Against him? 
Yeah. Yeah. You got to play an ugly game of football to win this game Monday night if Joe Burrow is the quarterback. Obviously, if Joe's cap is feeling better, all that, you can kind of go play by ear and stuff like that. But when you have a running back who the first two games of the season is playing rejuvenated and averaging 4.5 yards a carry, you have to give him the rock. And it doesn't look like Joe can throw the ball down the field that well. Past 15 yards, he's 0 for 12 this year in the first two games. So he's obviously not connecting on anything. They're just going to keep playing cover two. They're going to keep dropping two deep safeties. So how do you beat cover two? He run the damn ball. You got Joe Mixon there. He's ran for 1,000 yards a few times in his career. So give him the rock. It's one key to success. Now, I will say, watch the Rams a little bit. Um, obviously, a lot of people thought that uh, they would be pushovers. They're definitely not pushovers. Sean McVay is a great offensive mind. Uh, he's innovative. Zach Taylor came from the Sean McVay tree, uh, becoming a head coach and everything. You know, the Rams have honestly done a pretty good job this season through the first two games. Lost to the Niners by seven. They beat the Seahawks on the road by 17. Matt Stafford, he's averaged 320 yards a game passing. You know, he's he's done a pretty good job. Give him credit. He's been rejuvenated, throwing the football. Nothing too crazy. It's just, it's been simple stuff. It's been underneath stuff. Um, you know, then you look at their running back, Kyron Williams. Three touchdowns rushing in the first two games of the season, averaging around four yards a carry. They use him in the passing game a bit, screen game. Like he's, he's, you know, had a pretty good season to start. So obviously the defense has to key on it. The defense got a key on everybody, but, you know, the, the, the next guy, Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua, 25 catches in the first two games of the season. Wow. 25. Crazy, isn't it? Now, you ask, who's the Bengals' leading receiver? Oh, it's T. Higgins, who actually it's a stat line from Sunday, 8 for 89. You combine Boyd and Chase and Higgins, Puka Nakua has more yards than all of them, I believe, or very close. They're scheming people open. They don't have Cooper Cup. Their coaching has got them a win. Their scheme has got them a win. Their execution has them a win. It's a different world when you start your season off with a win, when you're one, when you're one and one or two and oh, obviously. You know, it, it's frustrating. It really is. But we got to figure that out. You got to get after the quarterback. You got to get after Matt Stafford. You got to win your matchups up front. If that means you got to win a four-man rush, you have to. You have to. Trey Hendrickson has to dominate. He's got to he's got to force a strip sack or two. Has to. Matt Stafford, he's still, you know, Matt Stafford is taking what the defense has given him. 
But Matt Stafford has also made some ill-advised throws, and he tries to fit balls into tight windows. So, guys like Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt over the middle, getting their hands up, reading the quarterback's eyes. Dax Hill, veteran step. Nick Scott, you played for them. You should know Matt Stafford here pretty well. Young corners knowing their assignments. You don't don't get burnt. Don't play soft. You know, your fundamentals. Cam Taylor Britt, DJ Turner, Cheeto off the injury. Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton, don't get toasted, please. Really, like don't. All right. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're gonna have to be a big, big part in the in the blitz, blitz scheme, packages, all that. But it starts with the defense, man. Actually, I wouldn't say it starts with the defense. It, 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 everyone has their fair, you know, their fair collective part in this. And if the defense can do their job and limit the Rams' offense, it puts a lot less pressure on this offense to run the football more, get that yards per carry up, get Joe Mixon going, and it creates easier passing lanes for Burrow, and hopefully involves an innovative type of success that is laid out there as a blueprint for Zach Taylor and the Bengals. Before I get on out of here, I also want to mention this. Teams in the National Football League, they do a good job when it comes to their scripted first 15 plays. We don't even get to our first 15 plays in probably the entire first half. You know, we had 17 plays in the first half of this past game. The Ravens had 44. So, you know, teams are able to get in a rhythm to start the game off eight, nine, ten play drive. They get in the rhythm. They get going. So what did Cincinnati say last year? What did Burrow and, and the offense say last year? We got to start off with the ball first. We have to establish everything. We got to you know, go out there and score first. What they do last year, week three against the Jets, they went out and scored first. Different scenario this year. We don't even know if Burrow's going to be playing quarterback on, on Monday. But bottom line is this. You establish the tempo and you establish the vibe for the start of the game and go out, have a great offensive drive, and score a touchdown. The defense goes out with the juices on Monday Night Football, puts the pressure on the Rams. You get a quick drive, three and out, pick, turnover, something. Put the offense in a positive advantage, and then the offense do what's right and make it worthwhile. Hopefully the next time I talk to you guys on the Bengals Blitz, we have a win under our belts and Joe Burrow is a bit more healthier. But until then, I'm Chase Johnson. I will see you guys next time.